Hey, hi, Big R. What are you up to today? Hi, Bill. I've received this awesome candy machine from our friend Jeff Thomas, and he... Just Jeff Thompson? Uh, uh, Okay. Uh, I've received this awesome candy machine from Jeff Thompson. Thompson. Thomas? Thompson. Thompson. Oh, oh, Jeff Thompson. You know, we have on the podcast, and we know him so yes. well. He's a friend. He's a yeah, real, friend real close of friend of yours, isn't he? Yes. yes. He is. <laughs> Bosom buddies here. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we enjoy him so much. And uh, I've received this awesome candy machine. It's really big. Really, really big. And I am looking for the coin slot. It's so heavy and full of luscious candy. And I'm looking for. Well, first of all, let me say I'm jealous because you got yours before I did. But okay, it's got a it has a candy slot on it. I'm sure to put coins. I I cannot find. I'm looking and looking and I can't find the doggone slot. I guess I guess not only did you did you not know his last name, but you didn't follow his instructions. Once you order the machine and fill it with candy, the candy is free. It's free. Free. Did he as long as there's candy candy in the. well, maybe somebody it, did. I don't know, but it's, if so it's full heavy. of candy. It's loaded. It's so heavy, and it feels like it's loaded. Well, um, if you shake it, do you get a rattle? Uh, well, not, not your head. The candy. Okay, all right. Machine. Let's see. I'll shake it. Oh, it must be full. It's just mm. rattling like crazy. Well, then all you have to do is just pull the tab or the slider and get candy, my uh, friend. All right. Let's see. And that's what you're going to do with yours, right? So I'll just pull, yes. I'll just pull this lever here. Yeah. Good dog. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's one slide. Help. Okay, so it's rolling everywhere. Oh my. Well, Okay, only one handful at a time, okay? Uh, yeah, just, okay, well, okay. I run a computer, but apparently I can't run this darn machine <laughs> because it's just, it's just rolling all over the place. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I was afraid of this. Uh, well, Not a cookie monster, but a candy monster in the house now. Okay, well, maybe what we should do is get to the uh, show. There's a surprise coming. There is a outtake at the end of the show. Don't go away. You don't want to miss it. It's super fun. It's always super fun, and we have such great time doing this. On with the show, Big R. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for start this again. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for downloading and streaming accessibility moving forward. We have a very special guest on right now, and his name. Oh, thank you. We have a special guest right now, and his name is Jeff Thomas, a very good friend. And he is operating the... Uh, back up. Wait, 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 wait. And he, Jeff and he's, Thompson. Wait, wait, wait. And he's a member of the Blind Utilities podcast, a very good cast. And car- Blind Utilities? What? Yeah, Blind Utilities I thought uh-huh. it was Blind... Did you change enough did name? I, I thought it was Blind Abilities. Did I mess up again? Not you, no. Certainly not. Je- Jeff just shouldn't change the name yet. He didn't realize you wanted him to change the name of his cast. All right, where did I screw up? <laughs> uh, right after hello. Oh, hello? Jeff, would you like to come in and speak with us today, please? <laughs> and maybe and maybe save some of this podcast? Welcome to Technology Moving Forward. I'm Jeff Thompson. <laughs> we have... Randy Rosneck and Bill Tillery here. How y'all doing? Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Seriously, welcome, Jeff. It's really great having you on here, and we're going to have a lot of fun, um, except for this part that we just uh, did. 
That was the fun part. I even screwed it up. It's not technology moving forward. It's accessibility moving forward. And I forward. screwed your name up. I said Jeff Thomas. Thomas. That's wrong? You no, know, it's right. You screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's right that you screwed it up. <laughs> Actually, Jeff and I met like six years ago at a convention, and ever since then we've given each other a really bad time. But uh, it's all in fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, you were into recording and took me under your wing for a little bit there, and we were sharing notes, and you gave me 6,000 ringtones and files. And then files you never and... spoke to me again after you were all set and running. You have your own podcast now, and you haven't spoken to me since. That's not true. Thanks Randy. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was on Audio Boom back in the days yeah. of Audio Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that didn't last long, did it? It was a good start, though. Yeah, I mean, it was a good start. I miss it. I really mm-hmm. do. I uh, I miss doing these little segments that we used to do. He and I used to, oh, man, we used to have some great audio files up there for people to listen to. Yeah, it was a good neighborhood for a while. It really was, yeah. So, Jeff, what are you doing these days? Well, I do blind abilities, and that stemmed off of the blind abilities channel of Audio Boom. We needed a place that was, you know, more stable because they shifted gears and went all different directions. And uh, from blind abilities, we have a show called Tech Abilities, and me and Angie, Serena, and Rocky host that one, and we're having fun with it. Well. Serena and I have been doing stuff. We were, you know, we were on the startup of uh, That Blind Tech Show back in the day. And we carried that for a while. Then we did some job insights and stuff that had to do with a lot of stuff about rehabilitation services. And we always like breaking away. So we started Tech Abilities. We did about five shows one time. And then we kind of put it at ease and... Now we've started it up. So Serena said she wanted another girl on the show. So we got another girl on the show. And then I thought, well, maybe I want another girl on the show. So you and it just kept going. You want one of us to do a dress up and we could like act like uh, girls? Would that help I'll, you? I'll, I'll pause for five minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> My body is rocked with laughter right now. <clears throat> This yeah, yeah, this could turn into a Shakespearean nightmare if you let it go. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, you remember Rocky from Audio Boom, sure, probably. Of course, he goes back and and I met Serena and then I met Angie on a WhatsApp group. We were talking kind of like on the side about something that was going on and boom it just all came together mm-hmm. and it grew to what it is now seriously uh, I do listen to the cast I have already thought of pasting some of the material that we have done before and I will so you're going to hear all about my um, ordering a rowing machine so um, yeah again some stuff again well they mm-hmm. haven't heard it now but they will mm-hmm. Bill it's a round lake he keeps coming back with it he does it's like he has one of those round to it you know he just circles to it yeah by the way it's interesting jeff that all three of your ladies are i guess all west of you aren't they're across the rockies right you got colorado nevada and california in there so 
Well, you know, if we would have went with New York, then we had to stretch out the hours, and we—that's true. Yeah. And I'm I'm the night owl compared to this group, so <laughs> uh, it's this is really refreshing to be recording in the middle of the afternoon. I'm still running off my first coffees. Oh wow, wow. good for you. Good for we're you. doing this around two in the afternoon, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, Central Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're all three on Central Time, which makes it very lovely. Mm-hmm. Because I agree with you, Jeff. Some of the ones that we have done have been either late or very early. <laughs> Mm, That's why they are what they are. We just did one from India a little while ago. Those were way different hours. Yeah, 7 at night for us and 6.30 in the morning for him. So That's a weird math. That is. But, you know, the thing of it is, he he said, I'm an early riser. I'm a morning guy. So we gave him the opportunity to prove it. And sure enough, he was was here and jumped right in. Yeah, sure. That's right. Yeah. So who does the editing of your cast? Is it you or is it someone else? No, I do it. You I do, do it the You're the all-encompassing yeah. guy, huh? Yeah, I got 17 hats, I guess. <laughs> you know how it goes. I you, certainly do, yeah. Certainly you're an do. editor yourself, and mm-hmm. one hour show takes, I don't even want to admit how long it takes Well, I, I figured it out one time, and it's between mm, three hours and 36, 37 hours, somewhere seriously in there. It, it really, I can believe that, yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like a throwing a dart at the wall there yeah it is it all depends on what you do with it people don't seem to realize you don't just get on a talk and then just send it up somewhere and that's it because it's that's not so no i've had that question many times Mm -hmm. so jeff what uh what software are you using for recording and or editing i well recording and editing let's see recording i you know audio hijack i just capture it you know, it doesn't matter what we're using for Zoom or anything. That's like the Dixie cup and the string. Sure, mm-hmm. right. So we all know what we're talking about. We do. Yeah. The rest of the audience probably doesn't, but... So, in recording, I'll use Audio Hijack just to capture the sound, but there's other softwares that people use, Total Recorder and other sure. devices mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we all can capture our own audio then you can bring it all together and have better audio because the audio you capture right at home doesn't have to go through the internet and get all broken up or whatever, zoomed or Skyped or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, sure. What's that? Um, Sure. And then I'm still using Amadeus Pro from Mm -hmm. yesteryear, and uh, it works for me. I know a lot of people have switched over to Reaper or other types of you know, tools, DAWs, they call them, digital audio workstations. Mm-hmm. But it, what works for me works, and I just replaced my computer. I, I couldn't wait for the M1 um, in the bigger computers, but I just replaced it. But I upped the, the RAM. That's what's nice about getting an iMac. You can up the RAM. And, yeah, so I'm sitting good for the next four or five years. It should be. Well, that's, that's what they want you to think. Oh, we're good for, like, four years, then. Two years down the road, you need something else, and then try to explain that to your, uh, your, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I need a new computer, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's interesting, you know. It's it's a fun hobby. It was a hobby. It's more of a. It, it can become a chore, but you know what? You got to have fun with it, and that's what uh, Tech Abilities is about. Um, some serious stuff that we do on blind abilities is, you know, we try and convey the message to others who are entering the field about the positivities and the possibilities that can happen through, you know, transition from high school to college to the workplace. So we do have stories like that. 
and then it's nice to, you know, take off the gloves and sit down and record some fun stuff. And you guys seem to always have a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, we do. And I'm also in the same field that Jeff is because we are in what's called the technical camp side of it. And we teach students how they can enter the work field or try or ways that they can. We've been doing that for years now. Um, Probably, what, five years, I think. Um, That's when I resumed my work uh, back in the work field. Well, you, you, yeah, you sent me a message one time about some content that was on one of them. And you know what? Having control over what you put out there is very important because your audience, you, you got to know your audience. You got to know where your podcast can settle in mm-hmm. safely and everything. I don't think so, ours has settled in yet. Um, I think we have <laughs> maybe one or two listeners, but. It's settled in. I, I, I thought, Bill. I We're, think you're funny. Oh, here We're, it comes. <laughs> oh, oh, so now you're going to comment on my looks and you haven't even seen me? That's nice, Jeff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. no I, oh, that's oh. I, I like how you give Randy a hard time. It's fun. I, I, you know, that's the fun part that I like about the podcast. And, you know, I'm glad to be on here. And that's what I like about um, doing what I do every once in a while. You get to have something fun where you can joke around and take a lighter look at things yeah and we, and we do yeah, yeah. And, and and the thing and randy and i have really settled in i guess probably over the last year or so really settled into that that kind of opportunity where we can play off of each other quite well and mm-hmm. he always gives me great cues and openings so what can you do that's, but take them right that's because i'm he, dumb he, <laughs> he opens his mouth he does that's <laughs> that starts the whole thing it's always been that way <laughs> he had me at hello that's right I did so besides podcasting what else are you doing are you still woodworking that is one of the things I have always been amazed since the first time I heard you talk about it and I don't even recall where it was but I heard you talking to someone about doing your woodworking and actually making these little um, unique devices that you make from time to time what is the dispensers of some kind yeah i can relate and, to it because we yeah. started talking about it um i'm a, a old music enthusiast i like wind up phonographs which are called victrolas and he and i started talking about how he actually uh, makes these uh devices and if you would jeff why don't you talk a little bit about it and uh, I, I find them fascinating still haven't bought i do one. too i really do still haven't bought one but i'm going to though um, i am as well yeah as soon as i can get uh randy to release my funds of these checks he's getting mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> By the now way, i, I do have a wind up victrola i do have one of those and randy was really oh he has wind up clocks cuckoo clocks and oh that. yes he does and you know it was really fun to show off the victrola once in a while well woodworking is something that i started when my dad just told me if you can't afford it you better be able to figure out how to do it i used to help him on the weekends and stuff like that more so than my other brothers and after i lost some eyesight i put all my tools away and then i went to blind incorporated and they showed me the click ruler and it was like huh and after about 10 minutes clicking it i was showing the student next to me then i was teaching other students four months later they hired me into it so one of the things I built was a M&M dispenser, and there's a tall one and a small one. That's the ones, yes. Yeah, and I just pulled a bunch of the remnants out and was putting them together, and I'm going to make four more of them. They're all made. I just have to couple. You know, when you make 40 of them, you might have 
could have almost made 45. Well, I'm grabbing those last five right now. Got to put a couple pieces on them and shine them up, and they'll be ready. Are they so. all spoken for? No, no. There's uh, four big ones, and uh, yeah, there's four big ones right now that are... So tell us the difference be. between the two. Well the, the, well, the tall ones stand, oh, I would say about eight inches tall, and they're probably about a six-by-five real estate and on the top of them, you screw in a mason jar. So there's a circle with oh, wait, the, wait the lid. Wait a minute. You mean you, you mean you use that as a bottom that holds all the candy, and then you use a, the, the top of things, right? Yeah, the gravity. Okay, so I got gotcha. So if I have the jar and I take the machine that I build, I use that as a lid, screw it on, then I flip it all over, and now the gravity comes down. You pull a stick out, and there's a little ramp then it falls into your hand and so you can hear it so when the grandkids are around in the other room you can always hear that i'll bet you hear it constantly don't you (laughs) uh yeah they've even figured out if they pull their t-shirt out they can hold more (laughs) oh of course sure sure (laughs) but that was a tool kind of like a a plan to have students when i was teaching um, students can learn how to make it. It's not that complicated. There's a bottom board. There's three boards that make the walls, and then there's a top board. Then there's a pull stick. And a lot of you know, it's, I make it sound easy, but it takes you around to enough machines. Plus, there's a small one which is just three boards stacked on top of each other, with a circle out of the top, and then the wheel sticks out, and you use your thumb to turn it. That's like that's your diet plan one, I guess. But that works out pretty that good. One. No, I yeah. want the big one. Absolutely, yes. they're really cool. They, they, I, I went to the AC convention here when it was here in Minneapolis, and I brought a bunch of them. And I paid for my whole week down there because we used it like a staycation. Uh, just stayed down there. And sure, they would uh, hang out and meet a lot of people. Didn't you also build a, a Victrola one at one time? I built so many different ones in a sense, and I got a lot of prototypes that I should actually scrap. Um, <laughs> But you just tinker around, and then some people... Uh, I, I don't recall the Victrola one, but there's... um. Well, anyways, I built tables. I built lots of one-time wonders, and uh, I really like doing it. It's really something, and I've even gotten the chance to go out to Enchanted Hills Camp out in California for the uh, lighthouse, San Francisco Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired, and I got to teach out there for three years. And this year was, well, you know, this is the year the nothing happens. Isn't it right. funny that it's oh, 2020 yeah. vision and 2020 is the year that nothing happens? Absolutely. Absolutely. Catch 2020, yeah. right? Yeah. I actually and I've heard you talk about that camp several times. And I just thought that has got to be interesting to have blind or vision impaired students come in and learn those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. From all around the world they come. And it's so neat to meet some people, especially... The advanced workers that come there, they've, they've done this stuff for, I, I actually pay attention and learn from them because they have tips and tricks that they've been doing, you know, that they think is just the way you do it. And some of us, it's brand new. So it's really a cool session to be part of. And the beginner session is really cool because you have people from different walks of life, like a beekeeper, a blind 
beekeeper wants to build their own hive, I guess, you know, the the cases that they stack on top of right. each other. Yeah. And they know all about it, how many cases they should have and all that stuff. But she, she built out of redwood, she built a little toolbox type of thing with a handle, like a dowel stick handle. It was about two and a half feet long, but it was a, the tools that she carries out to do her beehiving. She doesn't use the smoke and all that stuff. She uses her kindness and bravery and where I was, I'd say, I'll see you for lunch. Go get them tight. Yes, yes, and bring back some honey, please. Yeah. yeah. But you get to meet a lot of people, and uh, that's that's really what Enchanted Hills is really all about. You get to meet so many people, and they get to learn something, too. But kind of neat. Up on the mountain, you're 25 minutes away from anything, and kind of cool. I bet it is. Yeah, absolutely. In my work, I get to meet a lot of people, too, from all over the country uh, when I actually do go. I haven't actually been physically at work uh, because of this, you know, everything going on here. But I did get a chance to meet with a few people, mm, I'd say about two months ago, and I worked in-house for like a month. And there's so much difference between working in-house with people hand over hand than there is trying to do everything remotely now because everybody's into remote teaching and learning now and it's really different mm-hmm. yeah that's the neat thing about teaching you get all the students that you've had and then later on a couple years later you hear they're all over there over here getting married having kids and we haven't aged a bit no we haven't we've been just oh gosh we are a couple of pairs of handsome dudes well, it's the Minnesota weather. It oh, preserves yeah. Yeah. us. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in Minnesota, by the way, guys, all of us. No wonder I'm freezing to death. Can oh, I please wait a move minute. now? You're not in Minnesota. I am you, not. No, I'm cold, but I'm not in Minnesota. For me, it's cold. Yeah, we, we know you're cold. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and, and one day I'm going to be as cold-hearted as you. I don't think that day will ever you know, come. Uh, <laughs> as soon as Bill came on the podcast here, my thermostat kicked on. Good. See? Good. There you go. Yeah. So your thermostat yeah. is intuitive then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. That te- technology we got today, all that machine learning. Lear- yeah, learn- l- yeah, that stuff. Sure. Learning, learning, learning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Jeff, what else are you into? I know, I know. I hear you mentioned playing hockey from time. Are you still playing? Actually, blind hockey. We put it on the. Well, since the governor shut everything down here in Minnesota, nothing's really going on right now, and we're all waiting. I think from the. From the looks of it, knowing that the vaccinations have just started coming out and stuff, I think everything is going to be on hold for a little bit because so many numbers have peaked and everything. But, yeah, I got interested in blind hockey when, oh, geez, a friend of mine mentioned it to me. Another person said, hey, Minnesota's got blind hockey. And I thought, yeah, right, that would have been fun back in the day. Well, I last year I went and gave it a shot, and I got all my stuff, and got on the ice and it all came back to me and uh, 35 years of not putting on the pads and all of a sudden getting out there and playing and I decided to take it on seriously so we have the super rink up here in Blaine the world's largest rink system it has eight sheets of ice and they have uh, skating up there so for about three bucks you can go up there and skate for two hours well I did that twice a day twice a week and I went skating down for practice and I kept getting better and better and i got asked to go try out for the um u.s blind hockey team when we did a event up here the coach from the u.s blind hockey team came over and asked me to come try out so i was excited and then all of a sudden the whole world shut down so yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so you caused all this then you caused it to shut down Mm. yes 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if I can't, <laughs> no one's going. No one's going, right? <laughs> so are there any type of accessibility tools that you use when playing blind hockey? I mean, are there, are there things that, you know, beepers and that kind of thing to point you or direct you, or how do you play? We have, I just happen to have this. That oh, that, I thought that, that's your dog takes, isn't it? I thought it was his piggy bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Notice it's nearly empty. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a metal hockey puck. It's about the size of oh, I don't know. Your your hand can go right on the surface of it. So it's probably about five inches across the diameter of it. Mm-hmm. And if you times that by pi. That, that'll give you the distance around it, but we won't go there. I, no, no, I eat it, but I don't use it for any <laughs> yeah. kind of uh, mathematics. I, that's weird. I just set it down on my iPhone 12, and it's stuck to it. <laughs> I suppose that mag charger yeah, You're just going to wreck yeah. your phone, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I just probably drained the battery. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you smell smoke, move, Jeff. Yeah. By the so, way, I, I have an iPhone 12 as well now. So uh, Yeah, but he has so, the Pro. Jeff has the Pro, he, so he's, he's a LiDAR man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but that's that's about it for accessibility. Um, well, what about the goals? Uh, how do you, how do, I, know, I know you have goal tenders, but how do, you, uh, how do you have anything down at the goals to signal where you need to go? Or Well, when you, if you bring the puck in, past mm-hmm. the blue line mm-hmm. you cannot shoot on the goalie until you make a pass first mm-hmm. so that creates the noise and the goalie can cue in on it the biggest thing about blind hockey is communication you you t- have to talk to your other players and once you get it down to just short little you know like puck right puck right you know you you kind of have to know where the puck is it gives you a good bearing and the goalie usually does those commands from back there. And it's just a communication that it's all teamwork. And if you're not communicating, you could be out there just, you know, kind of lost a little bit. And sure. So, now, are there totally blind uh, players as well as some low vision yeah. players too? They're called B1s. B1s are totally blind and they're typically a goalie. But there's a guy on the U.S. hockey team that's a B1 and he's a defensive player. And he just... He's been a sports enthusiast most of his life, and his sight finally went to the point where he's a B1. But he uses his hearing, and he's good. He's very good. He'll put his body in front of the puck. He'll do everything. Uh, Then there's B2s, and they're typically defensive men. And then the B3s have less than 10% vision. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I come in. And, you know, it... I lost my central vision. That's where most of my vision is gone. So when I try to look right at the puck, it disappears. Just gone. Yeah, sure. So if I'm not, I have to train myself not, it's a whole different ball game. But once I get the puck, I'm pretty good. Um, Sometimes they can pass it right to me and I'm just standing there and it goes right on by me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but you know, it's, just it's just fun a bunch of people out there all on an equal playing field or playing sheet of ice just enjoying something and the other half of it is really fun there's a lot of beginners out there that are learning how to skate and the kids at five years old are coming out there so the other half of it is we help others 
people learn to take their first steps in skating mm. and their parents take the time to bring them there watch for the two hours and then take the time bring them home so they're committed that's four or five cool hours the parents helping that is I mean that you know you, you, what you're doing is totally selfless when you get right down to it because you're not just having fun you're advancing the uh, the education for others that is terrific but I just find the whole concept of playing with a hockey puck and a stick out on ice uh, and can't see it fascinating in the first place the first time I heard you talk about it but that is just fantastic yeah those volunteers really get a uh, I get my applause for what they do mm-hmm. I'm just happy to get out of bed in the morning I mean, here you are doing your all your um, ice magic and I just like go oh, just one more cup of coffee please well you know Randy I didn't know I had it in me anymore I did not know that but I gave it a shot mm-hmm. and it was actually when people started talking about it and other people I heard it but I took that first step in that direction and it was it, it's really it's really a great feeling and it was like when I decided to try training they showed me a click ruler and that started me off on this woodworking so if anybody's out there doubting something give something a shot give it a try you know Mm -hmm. step take you know what is that song put one foot in front of the other you know Mm -hmm. and soon you'll be walking out that door you know honestly I I show students the same level of of uh, competency and tell them that they can do things too and some of them I'll never do I can't I can't do what you do and I said, well, maybe not, but you can do other things. You know, don't just focus on one thing. And there they are uh, doing just marvelous things. People that don't think they can, like students don't think they can cook or clean because of a lengthy stay with their parents or whatever. And they're out there doing stuff. So I exactly uh, know what you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, creating successful independence. That's really just fantastic. But now I have to go back a minute because just as twice you've mentioned the click ruler. And that's something that I've heard you mention before. Could you explain a little bit about the click ruler and where you can get it? You can get a click ruler. I know where you can get them. You can get them at the Adaptation Store, and that's adaptations.org. That's okay. out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It's part of the lighthouse out there. And what it is is like a telescopic tube. The tube has two blocks on it. And then there's a insert that you can slide out and you can lock it into place with a neural screw. So there's a slot where that screw actually slides, then there's a neural. And it slides out when it's fully extended, <clears throat> it's 12 inches long. On the part that extends out, there's little bumps all the way down. You can feel it. It feels like someone took some rice and glued one in every half inch. Mm-hmm. But because it's on a thread, Every time it moves a sixteenth of an inch, there's a spring-loaded little clicker in there that goes click, click, click. Oh, yeah, okay. So if I pull it out and count four of those pieces of rice, those hash marks, I know that I'm at half, one, half, two, two inches. And if I want to go to an eighth, I pull it out two more clicks, hence the click ruler. And then I lock it. So now I got two and an eighth sticking out to that block. So if I put that up against the edge of a table, two and a half, two and an eighth inches will stick out. Now there's another block on the back. One block is laying kind of a skinny way. The back block faces down, so it's longer. You can hook that over the back of the board or a table, and now you add six. So now I'm at eight and an eighth. 
So if I slide that on the end of a board, slide it down, and then bring the miter saw down and hold it right above the board, and it tinks, goes right up against the blade, goes tink, and I make that cut, <laughs> okay. I got I got an eight and a, you know, my measurement is right there. So I'm using it as a template, and it's adjustable. So if you want to, like when you make a picket fence, you sure. make one of the pickets, and you go, this is what I want them all to look like. You use that template. That's mm -hmm. what the click ruler becomes, a template where you can set the distance, and then you utilize it with the safety of the machines, your body position, everything. But that's your, that's your measuring stick. That's where you're drawing your line. You don't have to do that. I quit when I couldn't see the line anymore. So that tool, it, within 10 minutes of having that in my hand, gave me a career, gave me a job, gave me so much positivity yeah. in my yeah, life. It basically brought back the line vision for you, didn't it, in a way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Terrific. Like, yeah. like Randy was talking, that teacher in us, that part of us that likes to share, disseminate knowledge, or see the light go on in the students, like when they get it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's, I, I was back at that. You know, I was back sure. in an area. It didn't matter what it was, whether yeah. it be now podcasting, woodworking, hockey. It's, part of me and randy has that bill i believe you have that you guys do what you do and share all this stuff and you know it's fun to find these vehicles to jump in and ride once in a while mm -hmm. it is yeah and how much vision do you have now jeff i i have a 27 inch screen in front of me and i can't read a word on it <laughs> um i'm all voiceover i'm all the smart devices everything like that i have the periphery where I see action going on around me, but if I turn to look at it, it disappears. So it's just, it's like more like confusion uh, happening. Mm -hmm. Yep. It also know, becomes more of a detriment than it does an asset, doesn't it? That's what I found out early when I lost my vision. I just, mm -hmm. what little I had left was really, you know, it was really holding me back from doing things because I was trying to depend on it. Yeah. Yeah. If I look down at, uh, paper towel roll tube I can't see anything to yeah. it. so I'm the reverse of an RP someone that has RP where they get the tunnel vision just a thin hole that they're looking through mm -hmm. on the opposite and you know I can make out where the light's coming from on the side I can paint the picture by moving my head all around the spot but that gets tiring after a while <laughs> I imagine it would kind of yep. yes I'm sure it would absolutely so I'm a voiceover user I use the Mac I'm part of the Apple Orchard I have the whole every tree almost mm -hmm. except for those new headphones um, oh my gosh mm. do you have yours ordered yet no no <laughs> she wouldn't let you have no. huh no no I I'm I'm dying to put a pair on. It'd be nice. To I have just heard from several people that they're just awesome. Now, these are people that are totally blind. I have also heard from YouTube because I'm a really avid YouTube watcher. Because I don't know how to do anything. So I want to check YouTube stuff to find out how to do some things. And then I forget how to do them. So it's like easy in, easy out. But I, I have seriously, I have watched a lot of YouTubes. Um, and I think maybe two or three of them from the uh, get-go they, they're disappointed in them and blind people are, are fascinated by them both the listening experience having to um, use them for uh, 
listening to transparency. Transparency, yes. Yeah, yeah. and, and spatial. Uh, spatial. Yeah, they love that. So I'm inclined to think that uh, the people that are using these who are blind really love them. Uh, that's my take on it. Well, you, you said it really good. It's a listening experience mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. an audiophilist wants to hear the vinyl or the real sound where these things are actually taking the sound, disassembling it, and reassembling it. So it's it's even further stretched from when we first went to digital CDs oh, yeah. and everyone, sure. everyone was complaining. Yeah. Now yeah. this experience through these is going to be a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I don't know if this is true. I saw a tweet. You know who Allison is. Uh, I think mm-hmm. she has a pair. Mm-hmm. If I'm right about this, because uh, I heard her tweeting about it, but she, if, if I'm wrong, it doesn't matter because she doesn't listen to this cast anyway. Well, of course she does. Oh, I've seen her tweet several oh, yeah. times about how she hates you on the cast. What do you mean? Oh, oh Domi, oh. that she loves you when you're casting. She 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 does? Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> you believe that, right? Well, sure, because I think she's okay, wonderful. Sure, too. Absolutely. Oh, of course she is. But I'm just. Mm. But anyway, I was going to mention too quickly that David Woodbridge said he was getting his maybe today, uh, because you know they're well, they're twelve, fifteen hours ahead of us. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how what his podcast is is like when he describes them and demonstrates them. Yeah, it's really interesting, some of these people that do these podcasts, that it seems like they can afford everything that comes out. I don't know if they're returning them afterwards, but yeah, there is something to be said about like being frugal. I don't know. Yes, yes. Frugal. As opposed to being yeah. bankrupt. I, you know, it's really weird because, like, if I'm going to order something from DoorDash, I think, now, do I really want to do this or do I want to put my money into something like exercise equipment? Because it's got to come from somewhere. Unless work helps you out in our line of work, that is, if, if, it, if they help you out, uh, thank goodness for that. But um, I've managed to get some really nice things from my work to help me teach. However, um, I just don't know how other people can can afford it man they sure must have a higher paying job than i do well the thing is when you really think about 550 dollars, i mean that's before taxes before the cable before the you know you probably want to put a little bit of apple care into them and it's you're going to be up near about 650 bucks right there uh and you know thirty dollars we complained about thirty dollars for the airbuds remember that sure yes (laughs) what they want 30 bucks for these things now those things mm-hmm. are well appreciated. I got the AirPod Pros, which has a lot of these features on it, and I like them. And yeah, they do fall. Once you can tell when they're going to fall, you got to oh yeah, onto them and stuff. But at five fifty, I think that's that really puts me in a position of wow. It just wow. I got I, unobtainable, not, right? Well, or it could be unexplainable. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I I'm a family guy. I got other things to do, and it just doesn't fit right now. I had to get a new computer because my other one died, but that was 2013 computer. So, as anyone knows, that's I couldn't upgrade the Big Sur with it anymore, and it was faltering. So I upgraded my computer, but you know, I have. I don't know how many speakers and headphones around here. Mm-hmm. I don't need to really shell out 550 Bill, are you ordering them? 
I am not ordering them. I, I, I'm in the same place you guys are at this point in time. For me, it's a justification thing. I just, if I could justify the expense, I, you know, if I could say, okay, I'm going to use these every day, 20 hours a day to get the battery life and the service that I need and really absolutely have to have to depend on them for something, I could probably justify it, but not anytime soon. Uh, I I have the AirPods and I have the Pros, uh, and, of course, the battery life for both of those is a big drawback for me. I'd I'd love to have more battery life, but not for another, you know, 250 bucks each. I just, I can't see that right now. He's in process of ordering the rowing machine, so. Uh, No. (laughs) Yeah, well, I do have the Bose frames. Mm-hmm. And I bought those about when they first came out two and a half years ago. Was it? Is that about right? Sounds right. Yes. Right? Well, my battery life on them right now. If I just leave them sitting around, usually at first when I got them, I could leave them sitting around for two days and they'd still be powered up to eighty percent or something. But mm-hmm. now it drops off, and I got to keep them plugged in. It's like, oh, yeah. what happens when these batteries in these uh, AirPod Max start to how? What lifespan do we have with some of these? They're not disposable at that price. They shouldn't be. Right. Should not be, yes. But right. look, we're on two, three, four-year cycles with our phones, and they're yes. not cheap mm-hmm. either. So, right, man. Yeah. I think I think at this point in time, if I were going to make a major expenditure, and for me it would be major, uh, it would be the um, it would be the Google Glasses from um, from Envision, the Envision Glasses that Karthik speaks so highly of. I would love to have a pair of those glasses and try them for a while, uh, just you know, doing whatever I normally do, especially with the OCR feature that's, um, that's involved. I think that would be something that I could, I could probably justify more than I could justify another set of earbuds at this point in time. What I really like about Envision AI is they're working. That's the thing that they do. Yes. They're always upgrading the Envision AI app. We just had them on a couple weeks ago. Oh, that I heard that, yes. He was talking about them and the glasses. It just seems like it hit at the wrong time. But yes, for all of us, or at least for a lot of us, for me, for sure. Yeah. If people at the convention would have been able to try them out, or even at smaller events, they would have been a satellite person would have came out, you know, and had them for display or something. Sure. But sure. right now, there's there's no opportunity. You don't want to be groping and handling all the stuff a hundred people have been handling. Yeah, so. it, yeah, you're right, and a lot of people are very nervous about that, but. Uh, you know, it's, it's something I would like to try for a while, uh, especially when, if, if, if and when, and, and knowing Envision AI, you will probably, within the next year or so, see them get seriously involved in the navigation uh, part of this whole thing is more than recognition. So I'm thinking, gee, you know, using those glasses not only for recognition but for navigation as well would just be an awesome event, you know. To, I think it would liberate a lot of us to do a lot of extra things that, uh, because you're not walking around holding a phone out in front of you, you know. You're just right. you're able to, able to do other things. So I would love to at least try that at some point. Yeah, you make a great point holding that phone out. I saw something from Good Maps, and you know, Good Maps to get your location, you got to be holding out in front of yourself yes. as well. Yes. So, and yes. I like how they haven't locked themselves into the Google Enterprise glasses. Yeah. They say they're using them, but if something else comes along, like we don't know if Facebook, uh, Amazon, or Apple are going to come out with glasses, who knows? But once the LiDAR gets 
built into these things, you know. I, I like how they're waiting and they're ready and ready to go. And it's going to be interesting this once uh, we get maybe a year or two down the road here. Things are really going to be interesting. I think so. I think so as well, especially, as you said, with the with the advent of LiDAR in the, in the new systems. I was, I was really disappointed because I made the mistake of ordering the 12 and did not realize that the firmware was not, or hardware was not built into the 12 for LiDAR until I had placed the order and waited over two weeks. So I'm just going to have to wait a little while and probably update to the 12 Pro or, you know, it, and, and I really do want the LiDAR um, system because as living alone and living where I do, it would be a really nice feature to be able just to have that available. Uh, not having and 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 nothing against any of the options such as uh, FaceTime or Be My Eyes or any of the other options that we may have, but just to be able to do that virtually independently uh, without having someone else talk to you would be a great event for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I I was in the rotation to get this was the twelve was I skipped the eleven, right? So the twelve was mine to get, and I just waited. I didn't get the giant one i got the 256 i think it is but Mm -hmm. i think they go up to half a terabyte now i think so yes but i i'm willing to wait um if i did not get this this one i'd be willing to wait to the next one because now with the apis with the lidar other companies are going to start to come along and start utilizing that and how are they going to use it i don't know yet i know good maps is out there right other companies that all, i'm sure envision ai is going to try and work that out in their app i would you think know. yeah yeah so we're no i doubt. think i think if you don't have the the pro max or the the 12 pros right now i think a a year from now, it'd be more advantageous to have a newer phone at mm-hmm. that point I agree than it you. is right now. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. I've been hearing some really amazing things, again, on YouTube uh, that are starting to trickle in. And, and I, I thought about ordering the Pro, and I thought, nah, you know, I'm going to wait because I think it, in a year it will be time to upgrade. And I used to not – I'm coming from an, uh, from an 8. To, yeah, we both are. Yeah, we both are. Yeah. And mm-hmm. – and I, I have to say, the battery life, and you, you probably heard uh, myself talk uh, with uh, Thomas Domville on Applebiz. I'm also there. And we were talking about uh, amazing things about these phones. And Thomas was a little disappointed in the, uh, in the 12. His battery life wasn't as good as it was for me to jump from the... 8 to the 12, to me, it's amazing battery life um, because I, I made that jump. I think next year, other things are going to matter, better LiDAR systems and things like that. Uh, certainly not better battery life, I wouldn't think, but um, my ba- I can go like two days, two and a half days now, and my phone is always on my hip. I, I, I teach with it. I, I do everything uh, practically with it, and... I, I find it amazing. And other things, too, the sound quality and the stereo separation. I'm, I'm watching YouTubes and I'm listening to music and I'm thinking, oh, God, these things are just wonderful. So my my step from the 8, and I'm hoping people are listening to this, uh, is just amazing. Um, I, I, I really would hope that the people that are listening to this are... Uh, just amazed between the if, if they're on like a I've heard people on the six and the sevens and man if you jump to the twelves even the twelves it's just, my gosh it's great yeah I think the battery management 
uh, features that they have in the phones are really helping the battery life. My phone was down to 82%, mm-hmm. so it was time either to get a new battery, but I still don't have a new phone, or, you know, and that costs money too, so oh, yeah. I decided I was time to upgrade. I mean, I still got my 7 sitting here, and I use that just to kind of tinker around, and it feels so good in your hand. The 7, it's just yes. that size yes. and everything. Yes. That's, it's, it's, I'll use it as a word. It's sexy. It's just kind of like nice. Now, the, my 12 Pro Max... I'll take coming. I, 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 <laughs> I, well, it's, it's like a Volvo. It's boxy. It's, it, it's got the side rails on it. You know, the even the case kind of overlaps it. So when you do the slide up from the bottom, there's a lip down there that you got to kind of come inside like the old phones that we had. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's something, it's just different. So, you know, after a while, I'll probably say, oh, I love this phone. I You know, right now I'm still going through that process of, the change, the memory muscle and muscle memory and all that stuff is is different, you know. And how it's do you still, find I, Face ID, Jeff? Do you like Face ID? Honestly, no. Okay, I don't either. Uh, I I hate I hate shoving my arm out and doing striking oh, a pose. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever get used to it. I just do not like it, and it's not because I don't want to change. I don't think. Well, I'm going to probably take a lot of heat for this, but I personally don't. I think. Um, that for a totally blind user, uh, I just don't. I, I enter my passcode in way more than I use Face ID these days, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's because I don't know what I'm doing. It's just that uh, it's just not that perfected. I don't think that's just my opinion. Nothing's going to change it. I can do that faster. <laughs> well, you mean you mean uh, pushing the buttons? Yeah, me too. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. And, and yeah. I tolerate I tolerate face you know face ID yeah. it works, uh, but the the frustrating part of it is if you use this unlock your phone, and say you're going to unlock your bank account or unlock your credit card or uh, in my case my my Q garage door opener sometimes I have to use it that way, and it's interesting how that once you've unlocked your phone you go directly to that app and you think you haven't moved but then face ID is not recognized. Mm-hmm. For that app, so you're in your passcode anyway. I think we're going to find in 13 that we're going to see, well, this is what I think. I don't know if it'll come to fruition or not, but to have a a home button and face ID, that's what I, maybe not a physical button, but at least the the fingerprint sensor, I think. Uh, On the power button, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, that would be great, yes. Absolutely. Have you guys ever noticed that it gives you a, sometimes it gives you that second chance for the face ID? Yes, yeah, I, and, but yeah. when you think you got it, you're sitting there frozen for a second. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> right, not, yeah. it's not going to do anything. Yeah. You know? And sometimes I get that little that little dialogue that says, you know, swipe up to open face to accept face ID, and it will, mm-hmm. you know. But then other times it will not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm always pushing it and pushing it away, backing away, and stuff like that for that face ID. And I don't know yeah. if it's on or not. And then all of a sudden I got to push in the button. So, I. You got to have it on, I guess. But No, you don't uh, have to. I mean, I have seen a podcast a while ago. Um, somebody had shut it all off, and they showed you how to do it. I wouldn't do that. I agree with you, though. Um, I tolerate Face ID. I wouldn't consider not getting a phone, uh, not being able to find that I use Face ID a lot, if that makes sense. I, just, I would not be deterred on getting a new phone. 
I grab my seven. Sometimes I forget there's a home button, so I'm sliding up. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> then you get back to the home button, and you go, oh, wait, how do I get to app switcher? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, once you get used to that again, it's kind of fun. It's, uh, so I, I wish they do bring something back that simulates that some way, mm-hmm. one day or another. Now I've got an extra iPhone 8 sitting here. I, I pick it up. And it's like a little toy in my hand compared to the 12. And I, I have this button that's not a button. That's a you know virtual button with haptic feedback. And I touch it, and I'm going, man, it's, it's so slow. And so I guess I'm doing okay with, with the face ID or the even the entering of the numbers. So mm-hmm. I just think, wow, this boy, we've come a long way. And how long between the 8 and the 12? Maybe six years, five, six years? Five years, anyway. The other thing I, I really notice is like when I go back to the 7 or when I use my wife's phone is some of the keypads, when all of a sudden it pops up to you at the type, it's like, wow, it's in tight. You know, it's like I'm so used to the 12 now where I'm spread out just that little bit yeah. more. Maybe mm-hmm. not, but when I'm aiming for my letters, I'm like, whoa, I got to slow down. And with the smaller phones, you really got to be cautious. And with cautious. the 12s, it's so sensitive that sometimes when I'm, as I'm typing, I just hear this 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 clicking sound like what are you doing to me <laughs> is that what you find bill sometimes when you're typing on it you i do yeah. I, and the, i have a really bad habit of of uh, leaving my phone in the holster and i'll take it off my hip and just lay it beside me say on the sofa or even on my knee on the sofa or on my knee and uh, while i'm while I'm trying to type or move around on the screen, I find that the phone is rocking, and I just get all over the place sometimes, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I finally say, do the smart thing. Take it out of the holster. Use it correctly, you know, so those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I, I like that moment. You put it into your pocket, your jacket pocket somewhere, and you hear it's on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though you shut it off, but in the motion of putting it into your pocket or something, you hit the button, and all of a sudden it starts saying the time and reading messages. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes I will pick up my phone and, like, it thinks I'm doing a magic tap, and it'll be listening to podcasts and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff, and you, you're going, shut up, shut up, and they go, I didn't say anything. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to my phone. Oh, you remind me. Have you ever been in a typing box and you do the two fingers to turn it on and the music oh, starts playing? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, man. Then you, yes. t- you tap it again. The music yes. stops. Now you dictate. And then you tap it again and the music, the music comes, comes up. Yeah. I, what I do there is I just go to my um, app switcher if you, and I do a two-finger double tap. If you can get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I go to something real quick and do it. Yeah, I, I wish they would look at that. That's been around since I don't know when. It's one of those things. That yep. just and, and we don't hate the phone, guys. We don't hate it. We just are. No. Well, obviously these. not. How many have we purchased? Yeah, yeah. And we, we're just talking about these little uh, idiosyncrasies. Yeah. 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 I, I love the phone. I love it. I mean, oh, yeah. but oh absolutely, it's, it's made a major difference in my life as far as independence is concerned over the past mm-hmm. what ten years, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's it's productivity. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. How you can do a handoff to your Mac or share stuff to other things, and yeah, it's really neat. Did you get the I, Home Mini yet? No, I did not. I see, I see Thomas put out some demonstrations on that. Yep. I'm glad a lot of people are going for that. The thing is, I got into the the dots and the home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I don't have room. I mean, uh, where would I put it? And 
I don't know. Well, I when got I a say- ring doorbell with an extra dot that I didn't need, but you know, there's a checkbox that says, you know, get it or don't get it. Well, mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'll get it, and it's packed away in its box, and I'll, I'll never open it. So I'm gonna just give it away. Anybody want go. a dot? <clears throat> there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have so many different things, and I'm so tightly. Um, into the ecosystem of Amazon. Did you hear that, Amazon? Um, that well, I, I, got the, I got the ring alarm. Yep, yep. Um, and I also, I bought a second one for the back door. And I got everything hooked up, and it's just great. So you have the ring alarm as well as the ring doorbell, Jeff? Are you into the uh, alarm system as well? I don't have the ring doorbell, um, but I got the ring alarm. So like when the back door, garage door, anything like that opens up, I get these little chimes that happen audibly. But on my phone, I get notifications. So like when I'm up north, Lori's son had some boys over. I guess Ooh, they were playing D and D and D Dungeons and Dragons, oh, of course, and stuff. And so the front door was opening like twenty times in about ten minutes. I'm like, huh? So, and that happened another time when we were in Vegas at the convention. I asked Lori. I said, "He's probably partying because the front door and the back door have been opening for the last two hours repeatedly." So she sent him a message and said he gets a notification every time you open the door. So all of a sudden I got 10 right in a row right during the convention. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and I said, stop. Playing with stop you, mess- huh? yeah. yeah, stop messing with me. He sends me a big red heart. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. He went to the door and opened the door <laughs> 10 times real fast. But I, li- I really like it because it gives you a sense that, hey, no one's home. Why'd the door open? That's mm-hmm. sure. oh, yeah. your feeling. Sure. Mm-hmm. Lori's daughter came over to do laundry. And we were all in the car looking at each other like, um, who's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. But you can always do the drop-in. That's always fun. Yes, well, that's, that's a nice right, feature. Huh? Yes, yeah. that's, that's so much fun when you have guests, especially if you have the dots sped around in the right places. Yeah, I'll do that when yeah. kids mm-hmm. come over and I'll send a general announcement. It's like, yes. don't talk to me like that, kids. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. We're, all, we're all out late at the beach, you know, some night, and we'll get in early in the morning, and I'm, I'm an early riser anyway, so I'll get up and just send a breakfast is ready nobody wants to even talk about breakfast at seven o'clock in the morning you know so it's a lot of fun oh i love breakfast yeah. i don't care <laughs> no i do too i can i can see randy getting on there going don't mind the man behind the microphone <laughs> oh i've done it i've done it i've done it <laughs> don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain <laughs> oh yeah oh hilarious okay jeff one more thing and then we'll have to let you go, I guess. But I am I am fascinated by your Christmas decoration setup that I hear you talk about. I heard you talk about it last year and this year, and the twenty six trees that you decorate. Mm-hmm. Now, do They're you all- do this? You do you run twenty six drop cords? How do you do this? I just start on one end. There's twenty six trees. Actually, there's twenty across the front, and then six or five going up to the side. Mm-hmm. It adds up to 26. Here we go back to math. And <laughs> so it just covers a little bit of my yard there, and then right down the center of the yard, it goes all the way down because the front yard is has a, a major road, kind of like more so than the side road. Mm-hmm. So I ran 
Albervides, and they they get like three feet wide and about twelve feet tall. They're about eight feet tall right now, and so they're still filling out and stuff. So every year I have to buy like three more strings. <laughs> I just start at one end and I go right up the trunk to the top, and then wrap it all the way down to the bottom. Go to the next one, go straight up the trunk again, wrap it down, and that's the pattern that I have to do. Otherwise, you get a string going from top to top, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so I go all the way down to the other end, and I, I plug it in, and hopefully they work. And so far, it's been do, doing pretty good. So it's not that hard of a thing, but as they're getting that AT tall, do you, now I need a ladder for the first. Sure. Now, how can you enough. tell when they're on? I'm curious. Do you have enough light perception, or or do you like plug them in and go? Yeah, I love this. It works so well, and people are going, "Hey, how come you didn't turn the lights on?" <laughs> well, my, Lori's son Justin goes on the other side, and we, I have a ladder, and he has a step stool type ladder, okay. half ladder, mm-hmm. and so what we do is we hand it back and forth. And I don't know the system because have you ever undone a string of lights? It's like doing your headphones. It's all oh, it's a nightmare. It's a yeah. nightmare. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes you go fast and sometimes you slow down. And But there is no real way to reel them in and unreel them uh-uh. like fishing line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's fun. It's nice to get them up. And like the story goes, it was last year during... At the end of the last winter, I was going to take them down, but the weather was not friendly, and I just left them on until the weather was going to get good. And then after the lockdown happened, I plugged them in. I, a lady stuck a letter in our door and said, thank you, you know, and wrote a little something about it. And it was like, so the people all started liking the lights being on in the middle of Mar- April, March. Sure. April. Sure. So. Now, do you use different colored lights and LED or what? Are you what? Uh, uh, Sam's Club. I go <laughs> <laughs> the multicolor. Yeah. And, uh, they're LED. Okay. So they don't burn that much. Sure. Uh, yeah. Once I plug them in, I leave them plugged in until I unplug them in, in the you know after usually in January mm-hmm. because the LED doesn't burn that much. Right. And right. so, yeah. and I haven't had any problems with them really and. It's just kind of nice. I I was thinking about doing the house, and then after you get done doing the trees, you go, I'm done. (laughs) Sure. Enough of that. Sure. Gone are the days when lights would, you you could smell them back in the 50s and 60s. Oh, yes. You could smell when they were on, and you could, uh, you hooked up these bubble lights, and you could hear when they were bubbling. Seriously. Yes. Beautiful things. Absolutely. They're gone. Yeah. And we we used to hang tinsel, which would make uh, a difference in our TVs because it would interfere with the antenna. <laughs> Boy, oh my those gosh. were the days, weren't they? Well, that's when the bulbs were actually, you know, two inches oh, yeah. tall. And yes, yeah. yes, and yes. Yeah, and when you dropped one, it went. Oh boom. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And of course, when you took them out to put them on for the first, you know, first part of the season, you had twelve or fifteen you had to replace because while you were rolling them out, this one cracked or that one dropped. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun stuff. Yep. Do you remember all the bulbs and different, like the teardrop bulbs? Oh, yeah. The yes. One? Mm-hmm. They yes. were glass. Yes, oh, yeah. glass, yeah. If, if that stuff broke, it was tiny fragments. I mean, Sure. How about those that bulbs that were filled dangerous. with angel hair? And that's spun yeah. glass. And oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. pick that up and, hey, we mm-hmm. went through a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked like an old test tube, uh, yeah. tubes. That yeah, mm-hmm. sure did. Oh, jeez. I can't imagine. We ever, I think there's a movie, what is it, Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, with Ca- Chevy, Chase, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy yeah. <laughs> Chase. Where he, 
his meters just spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank a, gosh for a lot of people LED. Wonder what we're talking yes. about. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, I picked up an old radio, and Randy, you'll like this, old radio shows, but it has tubes in it. So you plug it in, and it takes time for it to warm up. Oh, sure. It's about the size of a toaster. And someone read me the back of it, 1,100 watts. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Just think, those things used to stay on for the whole entire ball game, the whole WCCO radio up here and all that stuff. All day. That's like running a toaster and a hair dryer yep. all day long. And they were useful for heating your home, too. Because <laughs> they were totally warm when you had them turned on. Mm-hmm. Neat stuff, though. Oh, yeah. Now everything's digital. Nobody cares. No, the, I thought I would get old baseball games on them or old radio shows on them. But, <laughs> no, they, you just tune them in. And, I'll tell you something that was interesting. You and I have uh, record collections. And I got this old aluminum record. It was actually made of a flexible aluminum with plastic coating. And I listened to one where this home recording guy was tuning across his radio. And I could hear there was way more space between radio stations than there used to be mm. when you tune across the radio. You, you could hear tune the threshold from leaving the station to going to the next station was way different than it now. Yeah, I got an old Philco. It's a box, a turntable used to be in it, but there was a radio on the side, and it had the glass on the side where the needle goes up and down, Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you turn the thing. Mm -hmm. I left left that intact. I took the radio out. Now I use it. It stays open partway, but I got my records are in there, so I can have like 35 records in there where that space was. Oh, sure. But it has the old grill. It looks like the front-end grill. It's all wood, but it looks like the grill of a 57 Chevy or something, you know, Mm -hmm. which is... (laughs) It's just the 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 art the craft work that they used in some of them mm-hmm. machines back then was yeah it really, was awesome it really was it, it was really artwork and it, it even really in was. the eighties my TV was two hundred and fifty seven pounds lest we forget Jeff tell us about the pricing of these uh, machines and where you can order them yes and by I'm all sure means people would like to like to know because I do intend on getting one yes. Well, I only have a few right now, but usually they go 45 for the big ones and 25 for the small ones, and they're made out of oak, and I have one cherry one right now left. Um, but, yeah, I'll make another batch up and stuff like that. Would you and, do that you in know. case? Uh, could, where can they contact you if they – would you be willing to uh, make more for our one listening person uh, that, uh, that listens to our cast? Just make one for me. Fooey on them. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> You said that in plural, all of them. <laughs> Ooh, that I don't know one. What I talk about sometimes. Uh, they, yeah, they can contact me at info at blindabilities.com. You can get a hold of me there. Find me on Twitter at blindabilities. Just drop me a message and stuff like that. Hopefully, I can get some of this stuff going. Um, it's just been a weird year, and this. Uh, fatigue that's been going on has finally caught up with me a little bit i want to say i really like the beginnings of your podcast because you emulate what i do and that's give them a little uh, uh, table of contents yeah type i of love thing. that that's really great I, yeah. I like the whole podcast personally but i just like that part because it makes me think yeah I, I i knew you were had a preference <laughs> there but i i enjoy the entire podcast too, Jeff, Jeff, just to yeah, let you know <laughs> randy's good for three minutes yeah <laughs> that's about well that's what everybody says but we'll go on 
No, it's it's fun. It's really fun being creative. And you know, when we first started back in Audio Boom days, that creativeness—that's what attracted me to you a little bit. And we met up at that convention. Yeah, we did. We had we lunch to together, meet. and yeah, it was and, fabulous. And it's just good. I, I like this world of, of audio and creativity and everything like that. And it's so nice to see so many people out there doing it. And yes, and no sharing. way are we competing podcasters out there that that give this stuff to you guys. We uh, we really enjoy talking to other casters and stealing their idea. I mean, uh, listening to their ideas. Yeah, that's what life is all about. You you learn, you emulate, you kind of see what's going on, and you know, like that's what it is. And you know, if anybody gains something from a podcast and helps them along the way, that's good because you can't provide everything for everyone. That's right. So I'm glad that more people are out there. And you've been doing this for such a long time, Randy. I mean. I remember when I first he's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you guys had you it was you, Bill, and two other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Parker and Terry. Yeah. Parker and actually and actually it was Parker, Terry, and Randy to begin with, uh, and when they started. So I remember getting a comment from somebody uh who said, you know, I wanted to meet you for the longest time because you're a podcaster and I just wanted to follow you around and now you just now you're just a regular human being because I, I I do what you do now. I Thank you. <laughs> no, I was really, I was really a gun ho. I was like, wow, because I had, I was at the point where I got rid of all my uh, audio equipment from when I used to try and be recording music and stuff mm-hmm. like that for people. And I got rid of all of it except for my microphone. And then podcasting came along, audio boom and stuff like that. And it was like, huh. And it, it gave me a, a vehicle, a, a, an avenue to go down. And you were... One of the first guys, Randy. Yeah, so one thank of the you neat. For you're welcome. One of the neat things that I can remember is Jeff messaged me. Uh, I was headed home from work, and I got a message from Jeff. He won a microphone, and he uh, gave me some kudos. Boss job. Do you remember that? Boss job. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It was a Halloween thing, right, and uh, right. I was. Just, but we used to tinker like that because we didn't have all the stuff that we have today, and so we had to make do with what we had and we've met people all the way around the world oh yes uh, oh my god yes sure and seriously well, I want to thank you guys for listening it's so awesome to get tweets and emails and things like that for people that enjoy our cast and do keep listening uh, because we are certainly going to do more uh, that's good more is good oh yeah so anything that you have planned for your next uh, few casts, or do you do just like we do, just keep things in the can until you release them? Uh, I got s- stuff in the can, and then I got stuff that just pops up now and then, mm-hmm. you know, like um, when Sarah Herlinger. Oh, that was I mean, a good when, one. Yeah, that was a good cast, yeah. I got to get that name right, Sarah Herlinger. Uh, yeah, I mean, when they contact you, you, you listen, you you. Yes. Well, yeah, you know, I'll, sure. I'll uh, interview you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, then there's Google and a couple others that, you know, when they call or something like that. That's always always nice. But I like to try and keep tech abilities on a regular mm-hmm. thing. But, um, you know, like, Randy, you're a teacher here. When stuff comes out, it's nice to have some information oh, about yeah. stuff that helps people. Mm-hmm. So I like that I'm not locked into one thing. Yeah, same that, here. Mm-hmm. Like, we can do you, – you got your outlets – so, yeah, what's coming up? Uh, we didn't do really do a holiday thing this year, but I'm, look, there's some bills. Um, but next year, we'll see what next year brings, mm-hmm. 2021. Yep. And not far away. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. It's creeping up fast. So, guys, again, thank you for listening and listen to some of these casts out there. Um, Absolutely, because they just are so have so much information that you can partake from. It's just great. It's you fun. will never, you will never be disappointed. I will say that mm-hmm. you will never be disappointed. Jeff, thank you so much for coming and oh, being with us today. Yeah. It has thank been you, a pleasure. Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Bill. It's been a pleasure coming on here. It's been a while, and we got to keep it, keep it. I'm talking to you, Bill. We got to stay in touch and. Uh, Randy? Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, no it's <laughs> Randy, it's nice to meet up with you. The, the, the thing that Randy has over me is I like to tell people, well, I'm from Minnesota. When we're talking about how cold it is, I can't do that to Randy because Duluth, Minnesota, <laughs> is how oh. 10 degrees or in 15 degrees windier. Than For sure. It's 19 For here sure. as we talk, and it's like the, no. I, I notice a lot more now. Uh, just I just hate to even go outside. I just like want to stay in and... I do what I do now because it's just too cold. <laughs> and, we're, yeah. we're, and we're saying it's going to be 20 below, and that's uh, that's nuts. And see, I'm staying inside because it's 57. So there you go. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> it's all proximity. It is. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jeff. Thanks a lot for coming on. And we'll yes, thank you so much, Jeff. Keep in touch. Thank more. you, guys. And hi to Lori, right. by the way. Yes. You bet. Hold everything. We're not quite done. We forgot to mention the rowing machine's name that's very accessible. The name of the rowing machine is Concept 2. It's Concept and then the number 2 right after it. No spaces. So it's Concept 2. That's the way you would write it out. There's also a model number that you have to include. It's Model D as in Delta or dog. The whole thing together is Concept 2 Model D. Do a search for it and you will find it. Before this podcast ends, we thought you'd like to listen to what it was like back in 2013 when Jeff and I were doing reviews. What was it like back then? Was it the same as now? Different? You be the judge. Ah, but what you don't know, I have built a special machine to take us all the way back to 2013. It's called the Cathode Ray Centrifugal Time Breaker Scope. Let's use it to get back to 2013, shall we? Oh, I'm not getting used to this. It's so small, but inside it's so large. I've never made this journey. How it works. Computer set for time travel. Destination 2013. Crossing the time void now, 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 now. I just hate going through these TV channels. I wonder if there's anything good on. Oh, here's two weird guys. I like them. You should wait till I turn the microphone on. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the privilege to introduce to you now, and it's a voice that you've heard many, many times before. He is the owner and operator of the Blind Abilities Channel, Mr. Jeff Thomas. Um, Thompson. Thompson. Uh, Jeff Thompson. And here he is, Jeff. Thompson. Uh, Hey, hey, Randy, Jeff Thompson, Friendly Fridley, Minnesota. We are making this recording thanking you all for joining us on the two-week 
channel uh, marathon? Kind of a highlight point. We're we're on the verge tonight of hitting 5,000 plays. Are you serious? 5,000 plays. We want to thank you for those 5,000 plays. That's just amazing. So yeah. what you know of- how late I stayed up clicking play? <laughs> <laughs> Give us an idea. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I stayed up late by myself clicking my Jeff own Thompson stuff. Like yeah. Okay. No, uh, it, it was. It's really been cool to have such a eclectic topics. You know, you can't pick and choose them sometimes, and stuff comes up, and people come on that are talking about stuff that you know. You may not have thought about for such a long time. I just listened to my stuff up there. I don't know what did it. Uh, people post some good things. Uh, uh, not as good as yours, of no, course. Of course. I mean, well, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I too have a hard time hit stop, hit and replay when you're. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, I don't think you're ever really done, are you? No, never. <laughs> uh, uh, no, you know what? I've been accused of having very long audio booths, but I don't care. I just go on and on and ramble, you know. I'm like a duck. I Everything bounces off me like like water off a duck. It's called constructive criticism, right? Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are some of the top booths? Seriously, what are some of the top booths that, uh, that we've been getting? Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, some of the top booths uh, on record, you know, how many people play. It doesn't say if it played all of them. People might just listen for part of it or some of it so i don't know what qualifies as a complete play god not so, her again not him again oh yes well you know yeah um mostly the ones where you're talking about applications or uh devices it seems like people light up when there's a new gizmo or someone's describing something really so tell uh, us the you know the top gizmo boo the top one that happens to be the one you put up there. No, come on, really? Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> really? Honestly? You know, if you stroke this long enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Randy. Your demonstration of the Kindle Fire. Well, I you know what? I had I had a lovely time seriously demonstrating that to everybody. And I want to thank Jeff for putting it up there, even though I did have to twist his arm just a little bit. Oh no, it was it was great. And you know what? It was such a teaser because you all you did was ignite it. You just gave a spark to the idea that people could use it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, more to come, Randy? Yeah, more to come. More to come. And what cool thing was that I've actually uh I've heard of people buying this device just because of my little demonstration. <laughs> of course I don't know anything more about it since I put any you know put that up there, but um, so people are taking out loans, buying this stuff I off your word. I guess so. I guess so. But yeah, there'll be there will be more to come. I intend on buying a book tomorrow and taking the device home because I have two weeks of vacation coming, and I'll just be. I'm going to translate that. That's holiday to those across the pond. What did I say? Vacation. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Holiday. Holiday vacation. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, constantly be on audio booth sending lengthy messages to this channel hopefully when we figure out how to get kicked off keep it up hey speaking of getting kicked off keep it up (laughs) did you see that that big twitter posting of somebody getting kicked off of twitter no yeah somebody was kicked off of twitter that's my clock app going off uh on my ios device and that's called which one's that that's called westminster chimes ah and uh, I'll just let this play for a moment. 
See, that's why you got to say holiday. If you got the winds, Mr. Wins. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try that again? It's Westminster. I know. I was going to do it, but I kept on thinking of some type of cigarette or something. Winston. Westminster something. tastes good like a cigarette <laughs> yeah. should. I always want to have those type of chimes and stuff, and I think they're cool. And why don't you buy? Why don't you break down and buy the app then? Well, it's ninety nine cents. Well, you're booing all the time. I hear them just on the hour almost every day, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and I would be in great remiss if we wouldn't thank Jeff Thompson and his daughter for tweaking the artwork that one has to do to get their podcast submitted. So thanks, Jeff, and thanks to his daughter for tweaking the picture ever so slightly just so we could come to you and give you what we do best. I read that wrong. What we could do best. Great having him on. Thank you for listening to Accessibility Moving Forward with our special guest from Blind Abilities, Mr. Jeff Thompson. Let's hear a little outtake from you. And then on with the show. Jeff. Uh, they, yeah, they can contact me at InfoWeb. Gosh, I can't even Go think ahead. of my... Uh, it's been so long since anyone's <laughs> written you, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> A little dust got to shake the, like the. <laughs> Plug in the like, lights, Jeff. Yeah, it's like playing a Victrola record. Uh, info at blindabilities.com. You can get a hold of me. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Thompson. No, Jeff, that's my chair. That's my chair. Bill, get him out of there. Looks like this is the end. We are going to have Bill Tillery read copy now. He's very good at what he does. He makes everybody feel welcome. Since you, the listeners, are so good and devoted to listening to this podcast, I would like to have you all pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Go ahead. Just give yourself a little pat there. Nobody's watching. Nobody's listening. <laughs> Oh, there you go. See? Nobody's watching. Nobody cares. Kind of makes you feel kind of good, doesn't it? Guy Bill, read the closing copy for us, would you? Well, that's all for this time around. And as always, Randy and I would like to sincerely thank each and every one of you that take the time to listen to our cast. We'd also really encourage you to contact us if you have suggestions, information, complaints, anything that um, relates to our podcast to help us make it better. We would sincerely love to hear from you. And if I can find my Braille copy of the end of production, I will give you our contact. Randy, Randy, what are you doing? You're doing it all Randy, don't wrong. take that away. <laughs> well, I guess I'll have to attempt to do this from muscle memory today. If you would like to reach us via email, we are reachingamf at gmail.com. That's reachingamf at gmail.com. You can send us a tweet on Twitter. Hashtag A11YAMF, A11YAMF, or you may leave us a voice message at 218-209-2133, 218-209-2133. I sure hope all of this is correct since I had to do it from muscle memory, and thanks again, Randy. Some co-host, look what I have to work with. <laughs> Keep listening to our podcast. We like it when you send us mail. Oh, Yeah. <laughs>